It has begun. The nonsense. Breaking news. Batgirl has been cancelled. Major upheaval at Warner Brothers. The Flash is finally ending. And The Rock is getting his own DC Universe. There's dub-dubs and not so much dub-dubs with WWB. These topics and more now on... Comic books, video games, television, and movies. These barely Irish assholes must band together to make sense of it all. So, you know what this is, but you may be wondering, what are we doing here so soon after posting two episodes practically back-to-back? Well, yeah, it's been 40-something episodes since we started the whole hour-long, single-topic, mainly-focused ones, and I thought, you know what? We're getting close to 100. We're not getting any younger. Let's go back to the past <laughs> for nostalgic reasons and do it like we used to do it. Do it for a half yeah. hour, talk about some things that just recently happened, because why not? And because it's our show, we can do that. So, it's awesome. <laughs> we do have just a ton of material. It, like, it, it was a shockingly busy week in the world of nerd culture. I mean, yeah, I WB honestly... was just like, hey, let's just give you guys all these things. And we were like, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, wait, when John pitched the whole half hour thing as being like News of the Week uh, idea, like, I don't think any of us expected to have this much to go over in, like, such a short span. I was not ready for just this week to be about all of this that we were going to go over. I was like, I was not prepared for any of this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've got John's notes in front of us. We've got a lot to talk about. Yes, uh, yes we do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously we did this whole Marvel-heavy episode last week, so let's talk about some DC stuff, because there's a lot. Oh, shit, Jackson, a DC episode, what's up? <laughs> oh, my. So what's going on once again at Dumba 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 UB? <laughs> so... The new president of Warner Brothers Discovery, name is David Zaslav. No idea if I'm saying his name correctly. So he's cleaning house at the company. What is he doing? Well, just recently, there was a reported second quarter loss of $3.42 billion for the company. So now, naturally, they're looking to cut costs by about $3 billion over the next two years. How are they doing that, you may ask? Well... One quote says that there's going to be significant layoffs for its executives and staff to minimize redundancies with HBO and a combined streaming service with Discovery Plus, which I didn't even know existed until now. Yeah, no, I, I knew Discovery Plus existed. I don't know anyone who actually has a membership with it, but I, I mean, they've been talking about merging the two platforms, HBO Max and uh, Discovery Plus, basically since the merger was finalized. Yeah. Um, which uh, apparently that's supposed to happen next year at some point. I don't think HBO Max is going to go anywhere in any meaningful way. It's probably just going to absorb Discovery Plus and its various properties. But I mean, as long uh, as it's not like it's Paramount Plus, I don't care really. Yeah. yeah, and it makes sense because, you know, like Disney Plus has National Geographic. I mm -hmm. think Hulu has history, so why can't HBO yeah, Max they got the history channel. have Discovery? Exactly. And now if these layoffs of executives are Warner Brothers executives, um, Warner Brothers, cover your ears. I'm all for it. 
<laughs> I think anyone who's followed the whole WB debacle of the last, what, five years would probably be right on board with you. Yeah. I mean, I think they're killing good American jobs, but I, no, I don't care at all. <laughs> oh, they, they needed to clean house five years ago, actually. Yeah, so I, I, I noticed you wrote here there will be a harder line between scripted and non-scripted content. Is, is that just saying that there's going to be more, like, reality TV, more, like, documentary stuff with the whole inclusion of Discovery Plus? I'm not sure if that was referring to how they want to put all of, like for the reality TV and documentaries on like a dis- under a discovery banner in HBO Max or if they're going to separate the, like the production companies or the management probably both hmm. but it makes sense gotcha I can imagine that so the big thing that spurred this uh gathering here the Batgirl film which I might have mentioned before uh they dropped it dropped it like a hot rock gone you're not going to see it released on anything yeah, so <laughs> just crushed its hopes and dreams like the Joker in the Killing Joke. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say I don't think anyone saw that coming. Like when you consider how much time actually went into producing the thing, like apparently it was fully finished as far as production goes. It was pretty much done with post production. I heard it was like ninety eight percent done or something. Ninety eight, ninety five percent, something like that. But yeah, yeah, I was just, just like, wow, really? Point is, it was basically finished. Like. But, but, you know, they spent $90 million on this project. It's not a small budget film, and they're basically just tossing that out the window. <laughs> it's called a tax write-off. <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah. I, I'm honestly not even sure what that would entail. Like, how can you write off something that never saw the light of day? I, I mean, granted, they're saving a lot on the marketing budget, but yeah. I think they're comparing it to the uh, income that they got from the movies that they already had released. Mm-hmm. I think that's their game plan from what I read. Yeah, so they write it off as a loss, just like a flat-out loss, because they invested the money in it, but they're getting nothing. So they basically just say, we lost all of this money that we invested, and then, the, you know, because they didn't release it, so there's no possible profit they could have got right. from it at all. So, so they somehow get a tax break from that. Like, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So instead of paying for more marketing and, like, distributing it everywhere... They just say, yeah, it's just a total loss, and then they get their credit. TV advertisements and all, yeah. Yeah. So that was meant to be on HBO Max originally. There was no planned theater release for it. And it was going to have Michael Keaton and J.K. Simmons. Now, this is one of the issues that I brought up continuity-wise. So Timeline makes absolutely no fucking sense. You have Leslie Grace, who, she's Dominican, but she's dark-skinned. So I thought, naturally, you know, not being racist, just thinking no naturally you would have here. assumed they would have gone with like uh what's the same from the batman uh jeffrey wright uh, right or you know someone who looked a little more like someone who could be her father right <laughs> yeah so i thought okay she's gonna be the kid of the batman's commissioner gordon and it's gonna be hbo max so they're also planning like spin-off series on hbo max of the batman so i thought okay those are meant to tie together right <laughs> wrong so J.K. Simmons was Gordon in the Justice League movie, in Zack Snyder's Justice oh, really? League. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it's a brief role that's, I, I guess, fleshed out slightly more in ZSJL, but it's still, like, pretty tiny. It's like, no one would uh, no one would fault you for not remembering that, even though he was, like, sort of used in the initial marketing as being the Commissioner Gordon, which... And he's great in that. And I watched both of those Justice League movies like once each, and I'm like, eh, I don't need to go back to it. So, <laughs> well, you got to rewatch the Snyder Cut. It just well, gets better. I mean, I subsequent yeah, rewatches. It's four hours long, dude. Yeah, hey, so find on. four hours that you're not doing, doing right anything now? and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, t- sh- 
doing this so I can go to the gym. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I mean, Brendan Fraser also is going to be included in that, which doesn't make too much sense when you consider he's pretty prominently featured in Doom Patrol as a yeah, robot right. man, so it's weird for him to be taking on a whole other DC property that's completely unrelated. Multiverses. Uh, Brandon Fraser can do whatever Brandon Fraser can like. I stand that man too. Yeah, we all yeah. stand Brandon Fraser. Everyone likes Brandon Fraser. He's like one of the few people on the internet yeah. who can apparently <laughs> do no wrong as of right now. I'm sure some story's going to come out that's going to make us all change our minds and get canceled for even saying uh, it's uncounselable. But refer to our cancel culture episode as always, fans. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I could totally see him as Firefly. Like that actually does make a lot of sense from a casting perspective. Um. That being said, I I don't know. Leslie Ray's just picking someone who's relatively unknown. Like, I, I think her biggest role prior to this point was uh, in The Heights. She had some uh, supporting cast role. I never saw the movie, so forgive me for not knowing that offhand. But uh, I know she was in that. Um, yeah, it's weird that they didn't pick someone who, more high profile to actually play this part, right? Yeah, well, low budget. <laughs> Lower budget. Yeah, relatively. In their words... Yeah. Yeah, but if you're like pulling Michael Keaton and J.K. Simmons, exactly, like, right? Can't be that low budget. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like thinking, hold up here. But so it questionably could have been part of the DC EU continuity, but you have Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. Now that could be explained if this came out, which I think it was planned to come out next year, and the Flash was planned to come out this year. And this year, the Flash movie was supposed to kind of retcon in Michael Keaton as the main Bruce Wayne for the now not DC EU post maybe Flashpoint continuity. My head hurts. Yeah, I mean DC's no quick pause here. Yeah, <laughs> why is that movie still being like projected to be released in 2023 when Ezra Miller is still literally on the run with a teenager? Eh, don't think about it. Like, what? Someone explain that to me. Because they can't afford to cancel this one. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like, <laughs> despite the fact that Ezra Miller is a PR disaster, uh, they've spent so much time putting I'm this project together. His next article. <laughs> He's one of the most marketable characters in DC's roster. They're, they can't just outwardly cancel it. It's not like Batgirl, where no one really needed to see this movie. Like, people have been <gasps> highly anticipating the Flash movie. Well, I'd like to see it, too. I'm just saying no one needs to see it in the same way that like, you don't have the same Batgirl fan base that you have with The Flash, you know? <gasps> Fair enough. Batgirl slander. But sexism aside. <laughs> and the fact is, The Flash, even pre, like, current roster and everything, they've been working on developing this thing since, like, 2014. That's when Ezra Miller was cast, like, the same time that Grant Gustin started in role. That's their fault. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they've been putting this thing together. They've gone through multiple different directors, multiple different writers. We're probably going to do a whole episode just talking about how the Flash got fucked up over time. <laughs> but, uh... It's, uh yeah. yeah, it's just not the kind of thing that they probably want to get rid of, given how much... Uh, how many resources have actually gone into making this thing happen. I mean, I, I've just been seeing people clamor for uh, people uh, to, like, pull a Snyder and uh, read shoot all of the shots involving Miller with someone else like he did with Tig Nataro and uh, what was it, Army of the Dead? Someone you say. One of those movies. Yeah, someone I, you say clamoring? <clears throat> someone is talking on this podcast, yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the Batgirl movie w did have a test screening and the apparent results of that were that the reaction was that it w didn't feel like a very big feature film in terms of like I guess how it was presented it felt low stakes and it was compared by name to Dark Phoenix 
And uh, that's not that good. Yeah, not a great bard to compare yourself to. Pretty sure Dark Phoenix, excuse me, Dark Phoenix is still better than the original Suicide Squad. <laughs> so, um, debate possible. Just saying. Like, Suicide Squad, it's at least entertaining. Dark Phoenix is just schlug. It's not something you really even want to sit through. Yeah. I gotta admit, I don't, I never seen it, so I got nothing. Okay, so then why even make that joke? <laughs> because I can. <laughs> so the president himself commented when asked about the cancellation. He says, quote, We're not going to launch a movie until it's ready. We're not going to launch a movie to make a quarter, and we're not going to put a movie out unless we believe in it. Now, previously, he indicated that they were going to do some kind of 10-year plan to focus just on DC, and he repeatedly mentioned the term quality when talking about the brand, somehow implying that the movie was not up to standard. <laughs> right, which, it, based on what we heard about the uh, actual test screenings, that makes sense. Uh, it probably could work more as like a miniseries based on what they're uh, talking about here. Like, I mean, that could be said about a lot of movies, but... I can totally see Batgirl leading a CW series or HBO Max series if it was done right, but it, it's like, I, I just don't see the a full film really needing to be made out of that, especially when you consider uh, just how negative these initial reactions were. And Batwoman, don't forget, was just canceled. So they're probably yeah. like, yeah, let's not yeah, do something like that again. Themselves. They probably don't even know the difference between Batgirl and Batwoman. <laughs> let's be honest. No, I mean, well, you got to wonder how <laughs> these guys on top really think about Guilty. the brand, right? Like, <laughs> I thought they were the same. Do, do you think anyone at Warner Brothers Discovery is actually a DC fan or do you think they're it's just business for them? Do you think they actually want to see any of these projects make it to the light of day or do you think they're just going based off of audience reactions all business all the time <laughs> yeah i think they've been nothing but business yeah yeah so another movie that was canceled let's not leave out was scoob holiday haunt <laughs> now i don't know if anyone remembers because uh i read that it kind of bombed there was a scoob Movie released yeah. sometime during the pandemic. I, I didn't really look into it when. They released it like, I remember distinctly, they released it right around the same time that New Mutants came out. So, like, um, really middle of 2020. Like, you, you can tell they basically didn't think anyone was going to see this anyway. So, they had no problem just releasing it at that point. And absolutely no one was paying attention. Yeah. I, I think it was released as streaming, like, right around the same time. Yeah. Like, it was on Apple TV Plus right around the same time. So, it, it's not like a complete loss, but. Insert the clip of me complaining about them not using any of the original cast uh, from a previous podcast, but I will digress from there. Yeah. Apparently, it was doing well on streaming, so they planned for this holiday-themed sequel to come out on streaming. And it was 95% done, quote Paul Dini, one of the writers, who some people probably know, was also a major writer in Batman the Animated Series. So this is why they're canceling these things, because they look at it as... All right, these are projects that should probably just receive the full budget to be a theater release because people are going back in theaters now. We're pretty much at the end of a pandemic era, I would say. Eh. I, yeah, I think we've been there for like a year, yeah. basically. And they're saying if we're going to invest all this money, then these should be theatrical releases so we can get everything. Why put that kind of investment just for streaming when we have all this other content and now we're bringing in the discovery content, it doesn't make financial sense. So we're not going to do that anymore, which is in complete contrast to all of 2021. Yeah, no, they really just want to get yeah. people back into the theaters. <laughs> so that means investing more in big budget projects, uh, just things that'll actually get people to get off of their sofas and into like an environment where they'd actually pay to see something. Wait, people expect me to get off my couch? What? 
the thing is, and I was like reading a Tarantino quote where he basically said why cinema isn't dead, why people still go to the theaters. It's because they want the experience of getting out of their own house, going to a theater, sitting yeah. down, being in an audience. It's a different vibe from just watching something on a streaming service. You know, it's really more reserved for these more epic projects. Yeah, I do have to uh, say, like, I wasn't crazy, like, about going to see the uh, Taka Maverick at first, but with the way the surround sound was and just, like, the whole, like... It makes a difference. It, I would not have been able to enjoy it as much if I watched it at home streaming it had I done that instead. Because there was just more ways of, like, to, like, realize there are a couple things that are just like, wow, okay, you get a little bit more fun of experience out of it. You know the word you're looking for? What? Immersion. Thank you. I actually could not remember what that word was. Thank you. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Immersion and the kind of collective experience or communal experience. When if you go with people or if there's just people sitting there. So yeah. Movies being canceled, people being fired, but you know, the Flash movie is still safe. <laughs> Speaking of the Flash. Jesus. Season nine, thank God, will be the last season of the Flash. It's about fucking time. Right. So I will say, I've talked a lot about this with you guys off the air here, but I I don't know if I've actually had uh, given any opinions on the Flash uh, TV series really within the recent memory on the podcast. But uh, yeah, so I will say I watched a decent amount of it. I watched the first seven seasons in their entirety. I watched season eight Armageddon and a few episodes after that. You get to a point where, first of all, the quality was, like, steadily declining from season three on. Like, four, five, mm-hmm. six, seven were just progressively getting worse. Season eight, Armageddon, was actually one of the better part. It, it's probably, like, a high point for the series since, like, the early seasons. Is it? But as soon as you get out of that, you just get to these points where you don't want to watch the series anymore, <laughs> specifically because there's nothing really entertaining about it. It's not even, like, outwardly bad anymore. It's just... Boring. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to spend 40 minutes to actually tune in and watch any of this. It's just, it has nothing to do to pique my interest. And I've been someone who's been watching it since the beginning, you know? Yeah. It, like, who's still watching it if long-term fans are just being well, thrown away like this? Funny you say that because the article I was reading said, The Flash has remained consistently popular throughout its run and ended season eight as one of the CW's most watched shows, probably a low bar, and also ranked among its most streamed titles. Also a low bar. Again, low bar. (laughs) I think it's had under a million viewers really in every season since maybe the first two. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the pilot episode of Superman and Lois blew that out of the water, didn't it? Yeah, I don't have the ratings yeah. in front of me, but... Uh, I th- yeah. think I remember checking a while back. Uh, I think it was getting over a million, like, ju- just over it until maybe just recently. Not sure. Yeah, so... Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds about right. I still haven't watched any of that latest season. Yeah, I will say, season nine definitely should... Like, it could have ended with season eight, honestly. Or it should have ended probably a lot earlier. But season nine, well overdue, canceling hit. The only actual CWDC properties left are Superman and Lois, Stargirl, and the upcoming Gotham Knights series. Uh, Superman and Lois, I, like we've given a whole review on that. If you go a few episodes back, you'll hear our full thoughts on it. But, you know, I, I still don't think it's anywhere near as bad as any of the more recent seasons of Flash. Like, season mm-hmm. two, even if it had its bad moments, was still like a massive step up from a lot of what we've seen on the CW. Um, 
Stargirl 2, first two seasons, I actually really liked. Glad to see that's still in the air. Uh, Gotham Knights, I'm not sure what to expect. Like, Well, we mentioned that briefly yeah. a few episodes ago. We did. Just not sure what to expect. I will purely watch Gotham Knights for the Joker's daughter and the Joker's daughter alone. I want to see what kind oh, of psychopath no. this guy gave the world. <laughs> it, it does sound like fucking dumb the more I'm remembering like the actual details yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... And I will say Legends of Tomorrow, like, was schlocky as all hell. It fell into the CW trap, but at least leaned into it. Um, the Flash doesn't even realize it's, like, how bad it actually is. Yeah. So, Flash 9 will be next year, 13 episodes, so you won't have to suffer too long. <laughs> I'll yeah. probably watch it, actually, <laughs> just to see how it ends. I I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about watching the rest of the eighth season from where I left off, just because it's all on Netflix now, but... I, I don't know. I, I don't know how anyone's actually watching it from week to week yeah. and keeping up with it. I don't even remember the last episode I watched anymore. I remember Nora disappearing, and that's about it where I left off. <laughs> and finally, we'll do our episode entitled, calling it now, What the Fuck Happened to the Flash? Has to happen soon. <laughs> it's just going to be all our clips from every single episode we ever done. Oh, I don't even know if we could do that. There's so many we have to go back and listen. Because even episodes where I it's think like, it'd be impossible, actually. Yeah, <laughs> in the early days, all we basically did was review The Flash from week to week. Uh, so, oh, back God. to the DCEU, maybe, kind of, sort of, a little bit. <laughs> the Rock wants a Black Adam DC universe? Is it canon? So... He voices Crypto in the Super Pets movie, which I really know nothing about other than it exists and it's a movie and one of the movies of all time. <laughs> My so you know I was out in uh, I was out in uh, PA last week. Uh, Mike and I were hanging out that same night. My mom and my sister went to just some shitty theater in Stroudsburg to go see uh, this movie opening night. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so they both liked it. They thought it was fun, but. You know, what do they know? <laughs> I, I'm just, I gotta just be that guy, honestly. I'm sorry. I can't stand Kevin Hart and the Dwayne, the, the Dwayne, the Rock Johnson in the same movies together anymore. Oh, the my Dwayne, God. the Rock, the Johnson. It's played out to me. Yeah, yeah, so much of what they do together is just, you know, a cash grab. And I like them both individually. I like them both in a vacuum. Kevin Hart but... is a cash grab. That's all he's doing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I will say his stand up's great and actually pretty eh. underrated. Um, yeah, most of the movies he's in really don't need to be seen. Um, the last project they did together that I actually enjoyed was uh, Central Intelligence. I thought it was pretty fun. But, you know, it's also, like, not something you need to see, right? Yeah. So The Rock posted on his Instagram the post credit scene from the Super Pets movie, which I'm sure you don't care about spoilers. <laughs> I really don't care. No, I really... I, I doubt I'm ever going to see this thing. Where... Black Adam walks up to Superman and they have a stare down or something like that. So he writes, at Seven Bucks Productions, which is like his company, right. we have major plans to build out the Black Adam DC Universe, in all caps, and now the DC Super Pets Universe with our partners WB Pictures and DC Comics. And Super Pets and Black Adam is just the beginning. So, so could this mean yeah. that the future of the DCEU is more centered around Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Because as we know, he loves being the star. He loves having himself literally everywhere. And most of all, he loves money. You know who else loves money? WB. So I will say I do think he's like the perfect casting choice for Black Adam. I said that back in like 2017 when they were announcing the first Shazam casting choices that uh, Dwayne Johnson makes perfect sense as Black Adam. Um 
I'm not against it, but like making a universe centered on this one character that is really kind of minor in the grand scope of DC doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah, but you can kind of see they're going maybe in that direction with how they're building up the Justice Society in the movie. I was about to say, it looks like they're trying to get away from the Justice League and build up the Justice Society. Yeah. Like, for the future of the DC universe. That doesn't necessarily mean it's Black Adam-centered universe. They might be just trying to make a Justice Society feature film at some point, right? They were talking about doing a Doctor Fate movie at one point. We have a video clip on that on yeah, our YouTube. <laughs> now you have my interest. So, I will say, just with the sort of change in staff here, like the whole mix-up at Warner Brothers with this merger, it seems like they're more open to working with Zack Snyder. I'm, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about how he's going to be in this cameo on Teen Titans Go, which kind of makes it seem like his relationship with DC isn't completely dead if he's going to be in this other small DC project. The fact that Walter Hamada is out of the picture altogether basically means that the possibility still exists that we could see not necessarily a fully restored Snyderverse, but at least the return of some of these actors to their roles. Like, um, I don't know the fact that like the biggest antagonists behind the sort of, you know, justice league removing the Snyder vision from DC are now out of the picture kind of suggests that guys like Ray Fisher and guys like Zack Snyder could get back into the fold. And Henry, because he has, I yeah, think he's Henry. managed by like the rocks manager. So yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. possibility. Eventually they might convince him to come back money. <laughs> so that makes me think that it, there's no reason the black Adam DC universe and the DCU couldn't coexist or couldn't become one greater universe or, you know, the multiverse obviously exists. So why couldn't that be two separate universes? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not against it. I mean, they already have Shazam. Let's get the teen Titans and from Titans involved in this too. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Give me the teens Titans universe. Yeah. So, Super Pets did bomb at the box office, right? Like, I can't imagine they'd be able to make a sequel on that unless it's, like, purely just a passion project, right? Well, they did, but they just trashed it. (laughs) Yeah. So, we've got a couple small stories here before we close out. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this first one I'm actually really excited about and sort of supports what I was just saying. Uh, Yeah, you want to introduce it? So, Jason Momoa posted a picture on his Instagram revealing Ben Affleck is coming back again? As Bruce Wayne in Aquaman 2, hmm, which was originally supposed to come out after the Flash movie, but now it's coming out before. Now, here's the interesting thing, which I just found out. The Hollywood Reporter, in an article, said that Keaton had shot some scenes for the Aquaman movie, Aquaman 2, I don't know what it's called. Uh, Lost Kingdom or something like that? Something like that. No. Yeah. And but the test audiences found that his scenes were confusing because what is he doing there out of place just randomly and that he well, what they were planning to do was kind of position him as like a Nick Fury figure of the shared DC universe that kind of questionably exists at this point who knows but if Aquaman 2 comes before the Flash movie then it's like he doesn't have a setup there's no universe altering thing with the Flash there's nothing so here comes Ben Affleck. I guess that somehow they convinced him to come back. Money? <laughs> so, yeah. I think it's because they wanted to meet Aquaman and see the Lost Kingdom. Because it's Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom <laughs> as the title. <laughs> For Aquaman too, just to uh, answer that question. So previously, Affleck has said, you know, he's done. He had a terrible experience with Justice League. It was a bad time in his life. But now 
he seems like he's open to coming back, so... Hey, he's married to J-Lo again, so he can do whatever hey. he wants. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. That, that should be good, to see him back. Yeah, no, I'm... And also I'm, good for him, what a dub. I mean, look, I, I unabashedly love Affleck's take on Batman. Um, love him in the DCU, so... <laughs> like, the more of him we get, the happier I am. Uh, I, I do hope it's not just this final project. I do hope he is open to working more with DC. Um, and again, I, I think the fact that you're sort of seeing this change in leadership is having like a positive effect on the future of the DCU, assuming the DCU still exists in an actual form. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and I would actually love to see Affleck and Battenson to like stare off at each other or something, just to, like give like us like a little like oh infinite earths and all that too. It's like what are you doing here? I'm vengeance. What are you doing here? I'm justice. <laughs> Whatever the hell. Just you, you know what it would be like? Because Affleck is a bit of an aged Batman. He'd put his arm on mm. uh, Pattinson Batman. He says, I've been where you are. The rage. You have to let go. But then Keaton comes up behind both of them and says, I've been where you both are. <laughs> it's a tough road. But you're both going to make it. Both of you shut up and do what I say. <laughs> yeah, right? He's like, It's like that episode of Justice League where you have like current Bruce and then old man Bruce from Batman Beyond. And then Val Kilmer comes in with uh, someone to speak for him and goes like, I've been where you all are. I'm typing it in <laughs> as, since he'll be handicapped, Bruce. Oh, God. <laughs> all due respect to Val Kilmer. I think he's a fantastic actor, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other stuff. Lady Gaga finally confirmed that she's going to be in Joker Folly. Yeah, I don't speak French, so I'm not going to say Folle that. Folie Okay. Which means Meaning shared madness. Second Folly. Or something like that. Oh. Well, I... I think it's like second act. Second act. Okay. Well, I read that it, I think it's a term in psychology, maybe, of a, a shared delusion. <laughs> okay, so it might just be a dull meaning type thing. I have heard actually that this uh, movie is going to be taking primarily an Arkham Asylum, which I am fully mm. down for. I've also heard that it's apparently going to be a musical, uh, which seems I a little... am not crazy about that. I mean, look, I, I trust Todd Phillips knows what he's doing, considering how good the first one was, but it, I yeah, enjoyed that, it. that yeah. just seems like a weird choice, right? Yeah. It, it's out there. It is very out there. And like I said, I'm the theater boy here. I was involved in musicals. That's just weird. a weird topic to have for the atmosphere of a musical, I guess. I, I don't yeah. freaking know, but like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, then again, like anyone who's seen Walk the Line also knows Joaquin can sing, so cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, never knew that, but also, let's yeah. be real, I know we can dance, so. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time Joker's done a musical, right? Because in Killing Joke with Mark Hamill, he did that uh, that whole song, I Go Looney. And in Arkham Knight, oh my he God. does that song <laughs> when it's like that one actor guy who is becoming Joker and Batman sees him as Joker. Well, anyway, play the game. Yeah. A <laughs> um, couple other small things yeah, here. Yeah, a few other things. Uh, Godzilla vs. Yeah. Kong 2, still happening. They're working with the title Origins, which means they might do more Hollow Earth stuff. I'm all for that. Could be interesting. They've also thrown around Son of Kong, so yeah, I don't know. Oh, and uh, Fali Adwa uh, from the Translate here on Google is uh, being Joker, colon, Madness for Two. Ah. Fali. Okay. Fully. I feel like that might have multiple meanings in French. I took Spanish. I can't understand French for the life of me. So we're trying here, folks. So yeah. sorry if we're offending y'all. But, uh. <laughs> okay. So finally, last thing you had here I, was. Yeah, yeah. I just I clicked on Hulu because I was going to watch an episode of Smallville and I, and I saw, oh, hey, that new Predator movie is out, Prey, which, uh, 
you know, another direct oh, yeah. streaming thing. I guess I'll check it out. The only thing I'm interested in is like the lower tech Predator because that's how it looked in the trailer. So eh, I'll watch it. So wait, I'm making sure I saw the right trailer. Is it facing off against Native Americans? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. No, I'm really interested. No, it's an interesting enough concept. Uh, I mean, look, Predator has been milked to death at this point. Yeah. So who knows if they're even capable of churning out a like viable product. But <laughs> I've seen all the Predator films, including Alien vs. Predators, up to The Predator. Yep. I didn't watch that, so I don't know how good or how bad it is. But Same. Uh, I might check this one out. Like, they're never going to top the original for one main reason. Arnold at his prime. You can't beat Arnie. You can't beat Arnold. You son of a bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. <laughs> One last thing I wanted to add. Orville season three just finished. We, we should probably do a full episode on that because there's yeah. not too much we can say here without like spoiling it or really getting into the depth of it. <laughs> I will say, did really love it. That's all I'll say for now. Uh, go watch the Orville. Yeah, I do have an idea for a theme that we can use to kind of tie that into because I also wanted to talk about the Strange New World Star Trek thing. So for a later time. But that's about all we had now. Anyone have anything else to add? I got nothing. I believe we covered our bases today. All right. That's it. You know where to follow us. You know how to find us. Wave hello when you stalk us right outside of our windows. <laughs> and that's about it. Oh, shit. Till next time. <laughs> Aben Music, play us out. Uh, like John putting a filter over his voice to make it sound like the Cora announcer, you know, just like old timey uh, early radio. Oh yeah, I that would be the good music idea. Now <laughs> that sounded like what you were going for, but uh, maybe okay. Uh, so yeah, okay. Right. Me a bit. All right, now now we'll do the actual intro. <laughs>